For over 45 years, people have relied on Village Green Apothecary to give them individualized nutrition, pharmacy, and healthy living products. Village Green will give you the kind of person-to-person help and attention that mass market pharmacies have long ago forgotten. You can depend on us for knowledge, experience, product selection, and a smile. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane. Call us at 301-530-0800 or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. We're here to help you. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM 1500, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. I am your host for today, Dr. Kevin Facero. Thank you all for tuning in. I hope everybody had a wonderful holiday season. Happy to be back here in 2016. Looking forward to a great show today. We have one of my favorite special guests, Dr. Cheryl Bordet, and we're going to be talking about uh, stress, basically, and some of the systems that relate to stress and how we can modulate stress. Um, it's a topic that we could spend a thousand shows on because stress really does weave its way into so many different aspects of our physiology. And we're learning every day how different aspects of our physiology are more and more connected. And these are things that functional medicine doctors, naturopathic doctors, doctors that are looking beyond just the conventional model of diagnosis and pharmaceutical intervention, looking at the system as a whole, have been understanding and picking up on for many, many years. For example, we have known by looking at different aspects of research and literature that obesity contributes to certain types of inflammation, certainly as fat tissue almost becomes its own inflammation-producing organ in our body. And we know that inflammation seems to be at the origin of many of the chronic diseases that we suffer from this day and age, including cancer. And now, just this week, new research is coming out of, I believe it was uh, Europe, showing a strong, very corollary connection between obesity and cancer. And while many of us understood some of the mechanisms behind it, it does take further research to really underscore what are these mechanisms to get from a standpoint of beyond correlation to actually causation, where we see things that correlate obesity, higher rates of cancer, but is it the obesity that causes it, or is it other aspects of obesity, like sedentary lifestyle or diet that's causing the cancer? And they're putting the links together, just like we postulated 10 15 years ago, looking at research that chronic inflammation can contribute to abnormal cell growth and development. So we're going to talk today about stress because stress is one of those things that can influence inflammation. It can influence so many different aspects of our health. And I think everybody has had an experience in their life where they've been under chronic stress and suffered some sort of health consequence. We learned about all of these trials and studies when we were in, I remember them in in medical school, and I remember them because they were done on medical students, not me, but I always resonated with them because I was in a similar situation where they talked about immune health, and they would expose medical school students to flu and cold viruses during exam time and look at how many of them got sick, and then they would do it at a time when they weren't stressed. And of course, during exam time, far more people got sick when they were exposed to these viruses. These are studies where you literally go in as a medical student and they take a swab with you know cold virus or flu virus on it and they stick it up your nose. And so these clear interactions between stress and immune suppression 
and basically immune dysregulation. And we know that the immune system is what regulates all aspects of inflammation. So that's one tie-in. And of course, our immune system is charged with balancing all of these different microbes that naturally live within our body. We have 10 times more bacteria in our body than we have human cells. And it's similar, we have viruses that are integrated into our DNA and will be there forever. It is up to our immune system to manage and make sure that these organisms are kept suppressed and kept at bay. And many people who suffer with conditions like chronic fatigue, um, certain types of autoimmune conditions, skin conditions, certain types of thyroid conditions, you can sometimes see very strong correlations between some of these conditions and syndromes and viral activity and reduced immune function. So it really does bring it around. Stress is one of the great underminers of health. Heart disease, we're talking about inflammation, which is cancer, um, so many different things. How do we manage stress? That's what Dr. Burdett is going to help us start getting our heads around today and just framing this conversation where if you want to take care of your health, it's important to deal with your stress. I was off for 11 days over the break. I felt so relaxed within 48 hours of being back to my work schedule. It, it feels like I was never on vacation. To me, it's a warning sign that my life is not balanced. So this morning, more than anything I wanted to do, I wanted to go for a 30-minute walk. Just a walk in the fresh air with nothing else on my mind because I knew that when the time came when I had to leave my house to come here to record the show and then when I leave to go to my office and see patients for the rest of the day and then drive home, there's not going to be a minute of unscheduled time until I put my head on the pillow to go to bed tonight. And that is not a balanced lifestyle. So figuring out ways to incorporate daily activities to manage stress and using tools that will work for you is an incredibly important part of supporting your health. So Dr. Cheryl Burdett is the Zymogen Director of Clinical Research and Outreach and medical serves on the Medical Board of Advisors. She received her Doctor of Naturopathy degree from Bastyr University in 2001, and I'm reading her bio because it is impressive. She completed her residency at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Dr. Burdett is currently in private practice in Atlanta, Georgia at Progressive Medical Center, which is one of the largest integrative medical clinics in the Southeast. She's been the director of the only naturopathic residency program in the United States that offers curriculums in functional medicine and nutritional biochemistry. She serves on an institutional review board and reviews studies related to complementary and alternative therapies. She's one of the authors of the book, Laboratory Evaluations in Molecular Medicine. Dr. Burdett has published articles in many journals, including Alternative Medicine Review and Clinical Chemistry. She's a sought-after speaker. She's invited yearly to present in grand rounds at different naturopathic schools around the country. She's been a member of the Board of Advisors for Zymogen, which is a very um, well-respected nutraceutical company since 2009. And she's also the president and education director of Dunwoody Labs, where she's involved in clinical trials of nutraceutical products, as well as the development of functional testing profiles. She has a strong background in clinical practice and laboratory oversight gives her a unique perspective and evidence-based natural therapies. And I read her bio because before we went on air, I asked Dr. Burdett, and you can vouch for this, Dr. Burdett, tell me what's on your mind. What's new? What's going on? What's new in the research? Because there's nobody else that I know that I can get 
on the phone with or see at a conference or get on the radio show who's going to share with me something that if she says it, I know that in the next six to 12 months, I'm going to start seeing these trends popping up all over the journals and everybody's going to be talking about them. So Dr. Burdett, Uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm I'm very humbled by that. And I, (laughs) and I think that if I were to read your bio, it would read about the same. And you know, and I also think that our medicine just lends itself to, to greatness in a way. And so I really just feel like a vessel that a lot of this goes through, uh, not, not responsible for, because when we look to integrative medicine and naturopathic medicine, uh, we have this permission to explore each patient for their own individuality and ask constant questions and to remain intellectually curious. And at the same time that we're in that wild world of nutrition and biochemistry and individuality, we always get, I always find some of the wisest messages are, are the simplest. And yes. so when we go through all that, what we end up coming back to is do you have the right nutrients? Like you said, are you doing the right things in terms of diet and lifestyle? Did you get a 30-minute walk? Um, are you too toxic? Are, do you have too many free radicals? Do you have too much inflammation, like you mentioned? And do you have too much mental, emotional stress? And really, if we can cover those areas, as simple as it sounds, harder to do, but if we can cover those areas, we really have a very wise answer to many of the questions out there. Mm-hmm. And so as, as you were talking, you were saying we're getting all this new research in about things like cancer and obesity. And, and that, that made me think, yeah, and well, you know, what do we know? And so we know in both of those conditions, there's something called VEGF and, and, and it makes vessels grow. And both of those conditions, interestingly, obesity and cancer need it. Why? Well, because a cancer cell needs its own vessel supply to get out of the tissue and move around and go elsewhere in the body to create a metastatic event. Fat tissue also is not very well supplied in terms of blood flow. So interestingly, it needs that same VEGF to get bigger and bigger. And again, we see a connection. But a third thing is, and the topic of our day, is stress also creates more VEGF. And, and, you know, we all think, oh, stress, it's just this thing. It's, you know, we all have it. I should be macho about it. But when you start thinking about this biochemistry, that it actually creates the thing that fat tissue and cancer cells both need, because why? Because when stress occurs, our cells, even if we had a cancer cell in us, say, I have to survive. And the way they survive is to get blood flow and to get nutrients. And so on a cellular level, what stress does is it sets up these patterns so that we become more obese or that there's an increased risk of even cancer. Yeah. It's funny how we how we think about cancer. I mean, when we think about cancer, we think about it as if it's something that's invaded our body, like it's a mm-hmm. like it's like it's a foreign alien, you know, and we talk about we're going to fight the cancer. We're going to fight, fight, fight like it's something else. But cancer is something that our own body did. Yeah. You know, an excellent point. Usually we don't know, know why we know that toxins can induce it. We know that genetic variations can make things happen. But, you know, the environment in which you create in your body, it cancer is probably some type of way that the cells are trying to either protect themselves or something's gone haywire. Mm -hmm. And, you know, while there are many people that live the perfect 
stress-free organic lifestyle and you know you can go back to times in history when we didn't have pollution and all these things that people blame cancer on and there was still cancer so i mean it's not like you can prevent your body from doing things but it's just a interesting perspective and when we look at things that increase risk of cancer a lot of them are things that may be able to be influenced like our body mass index now with these new studies related to obesity mm -hmm. and possibly with our immune system we know that you know when people uh, lose a loved one their risk of cancer goes up for a few years after that loss because of all the stress and immune system mm -hmm. suppression and it's our immune system's job to look for cells that are not dividing properly and eliminate them so i mean when you talk about um you know stress and you, you talk about how it can impact these different chemicals and you know as we started off the show talking about cancer it's important to understand that you know cancer is a part of us it is a unfortunate and not good expression of ourselves but it, it is an expression of ourselves. Absolutely. So when I think about what we're made of, I, you know, I tend to uh, look at the dirt, look at the trees. That's the naturopathic side of me. And so um, when you walk through the redwoods out on the West Coast and you see these big, beautiful trees and you look up, sometimes you'll see knobby knots on the side of some of them. And they're called burls. And those burls are the tree's response to stress. So some infections, some bugs, some animals started tap, tap, tapping at that tree. And that tree said, I have to survive. And the way it survives, it begins to divide and divide and divide again and create this lump, this burl. But when we look, when we think about our own systems, it's really much the same. When we're under constant stress, constant adrenaline, epinephrine, norepinephrine, they bind to receptors on the outside of the cell and they say to the cell, you're under stress, stay alive. And it kicks into action this whole pathway. Um, they're called decoupling mechanisms, not that exciting of a name, but it tells the cell to divide and to divide and to divide again. And so we have this way of thinking, stress is no big deal. Everybody has it. I should just be tough about it. But to deny its impact means we're really we're really missing an opportunity to make ourselves more optimally well. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's important to talk about that, you know, stress is stress is experienced differently by different people, or at least mm -hmm. that's something that I am learning to observe around me. And I see people that sometimes live what looks like a very stressful life. They maybe have a very busy schedule. They have, you know, late bedtimes, early wake up times. And, and it just doesn't seem to phase them, you know, no matter what they go through or what they do, their head hits the pillow. And within two seconds, they're asleep and they sleep for seven hours and they wake up the next morning, refreshed and ready to go. And they hit the ground running. And as long as they take some basic maintenance steps, they can handle that. And then there's other people where, you know, stressors or emotional stressors or busy schedules, it keeps them up at night. They wake up at two in the morning with ruminating thoughts and they can't fall back asleep and then they're sleep deprived and then they have to get up anyway and then they're drinking too much coffee and too many stimulants and sugars. And it's almost like when you're thinking about stress, you need to think about it not just in the context of people around you, but you need to really take a close look at what feels like stress to you? Because what feels like stress to you might be different than what feels like stress for your spouse, your husband, or your wife, or your children, or your coworker, or your boss, or your, you know, somebody around you in your environment. 
and using the coping strategies that they have found successful may not work for you. And that's okay. You may find that you're somebody who handles stress really well and doesn't need a lot of compensation for it. Or you may find somebody, you may find you're somebody who's very sensitive and doesn't handle stress all that well, in which case you need to build more tools around managing it and try and yeah, go ahead. Sorry, your point is just really well taken because your clinical observation, I think, really matches what the research and the data actually says about stress as well. When they look at stress response in a system, it's often not the the actual stressor. Like you could, and you know, when they do these kind of studies, an example of an induced stress, you plunge somebody's hand in ice cold water and see how long they can keep it there, something like that. And there are all kinds of different ways of replicating stress in a research situation. But uh, what the data says is that it's not the stressor, but the way the person perceives the stress. Mm. And so it could be an absolute equal stressor, but how our systems perceive it. And for me, I actually find that uh, a wholesome answer. And the reason that, that I like the fact that, that that is the way it is is because as, as naturopaths, we're taught to treat the cause. Uh, and, and so... When you think about stress, how do you treat the cause of that? There's nothing that I can do about your day being booked from beginning to end. And, you know, there's nothing that I can really do about the loss of a loved one or or the loss of a job. And so that call to treat the cause uh, at first glance seems difficult. Right. I'm so sorry. We're going to have to take a quick break. I hate to cut you off like that. I want to come back and I want you to pick up exactly where you left off because it brings up an incredibly important point that both of us have important things to talk about that will mean a lot for you as listeners when we talk about how to manage stress. So I'm sorry, Cheryl, we're going to be right back after this break. This is Dr. Kevin Pacero with the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM 1500. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Mega Food Premium Whole Food Supplements are the only supplements crafted from scratch with farm fresh whole foods to deliver nourishment the way nature intended. Mega Food believes Mother Nature knows best. They select only fresh whole food, harvested at the peak of ripeness, handle it gently and with care to deliver its vital essence to you in every bottle. Mega Food, from farm to tablet. Our name is our promise. For more information, visit us online at megafood.com. Zymogen is pleased to announce the arrival of Fit Food, a delicious, high-quality, functional food that's formulated to support weight management, healthy body composition, glycemic management, cardiovascular and immune health, and more. Each delicious serving of Fit Food contains 21 grams of pure New Zealand-sourced bioactive whey protein, 6 grams of fiber-immune-supporting oat beta-glucan, and additional glutamine, glycine, taurine, and M. CTs. Fit Food provides holistic support for today's active body. Learn more at Zymogen.com. Available now through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apothecary. All over the world, people are beginning to discover fish oil is one of the best secrets for unlocking great health. Thousands of studies have shown the amazing effects of these powerful omega-3s for heart health. Plus, fish oils have even been shown to balance moods and lessen anxiety. With exceptional taste, unrivaled freshness, and unsurpassed purity, Nordic Naturals is the easy way to get your omega-3s every day. To learn more, visit Village Green Apothecary or visit NordicNaturals.com. Nordic Naturals, committed to the planet 
committed to pure and great tasting omega oils. The brain requires nutrition just like the rest of the body. And this is where Gero Formula's Neuro Optimizer comes to the rescue. Neuro Optimizer is a concentrated source of nutrients needed for memory, mood, concentration, and focus. Neuro Optimizer supplies the building blocks for neurotransmitters, the chemicals that allow cells in the brain to communicate and to file away memories. Neuro Optimizer is the nutritional answer to the brain's needs. To learn more about formulas, visit Gero.com. Gero Formulas, available at Village Green Apothecary. If you have arthritis, everyday tasks can become a challenge. That's why more and more doctors are recommending Arthrobin, an all-natural medical food for the dietary management of osteoarthritis. It contains a combination of bioflavonoids, which work to reduce inflammation and joint deterioration, along with collagen peptides, which increase joint mobility, function, and repair. Arthrobin is not a drug and is virtually free of negative side effects. Look for Arthrobin by Designs for Health Today, available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. Welcome back, everybody, to the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM 1500, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. I am your host for today, Dr. Kevin Passero. Thank you all for tuning in. We're here every Sunday from 10 to 11 a.m., so make sure to set your dials. Today we're talking with Dr. Cheryl Burdett. We've started off the conversation relating to stress, and unfortunately in the last segment I had to cut Dr. Burdett off right in the middle of her train of thought. So I'm going to let you, as promised, pick up exactly where you left off, and let's continue this conversation about stress and how we perceive it. So go ahead. Yeah, so in terms of practicing naturopathically, practicing integrative medicine, we really seek to treat the cause of what's going on. But stress is complicated, and stress is loss of a loved one, loss of a job, struggles with family, and and those are things that would be just out of our range to treat directly, of course. Uh, However, the good news is, is that it's not actually the stressor, but the way the body perceives the stress that creates the impact. And so while we can't remove the loss of a loved one or or struggles people are going through, what we can do is help them to build their system so they perceive the stress less. And, you know, as a naturopathic doctor, I would never begin to say that any pill powder or potion can erase some of these major things that we go through. However, the good news is, is that by using certain nutrients, helping people with better sleep, better, uh, better diet, et cetera, we can decrease the body's response to stress. And one of the things that comes front and forward to me in terms of strategies to do that is supporting adrenal function. Adrenals are little glands that sit on top of the kidneys. They make our adrenaline, our get-up-and-go hormones that give us more energy, Uh, but they also are critical in how our body perceives stress. Uh, Cortisol as well, uh, playing a role in what our body will do in terms of a stress response and when that stress can actually be healthy. Uh, but, if it, but when it goes on for too long, how then it can flip the switch genetically where we begin to create uh, more inflammatory intermediate things like interleukins and cytokines get ramped up specifically by the interaction of stress on our DNA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the adrenals play a huge role in managing stress. And I think that's one of the areas where, you know, there are when somebody goes through or is going through a major stress, of course, you can't just, as a doctor or a friend or a loved one, remove them from that. But what we can do is look at the physiology and the biochemistry of stress and work mm-hmm. with supporting 
that process to try and minimize the harmful effects that are going to occur as a result of that stress. I mean, nobody said life was easy. I, I don't <laughs> I, I don't think that it was ever meant to be easy. I know that the most rewarding things that have ever come in my life have come as a result of very hard work and oftentimes mm -hmm. stress and trials. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. humans, it, it's not a perfect world and it never will be. And the idea that we watch things on TV and we watch these perfect scenarios and these sitcom families and these movies where they create these dreams and these worlds, that's not the reality of life for most people all the time. It's life is full of stress. It's about mm -hmm. learning how to cope with it. And when you talk about not the stressor, it's the person's perception of stress that comes into play of some of the other topics we've discussed on the show, like looking at mind body medicine and working on exercises that help you deal with stress when it happens. So this is like the studies that they do when they look at monks who sit around and, and meditate for 12 hours a day. You know, when you put them under stress and you measure their physiology, you see a tiny blip in stress hormones, and then very quickly their body goes back into this relaxed state. You look at the average, let's say, person who doesn't do that, say the average American, commuting, traffic, stress, kids, coffee, caffeine, sugar, all the things that are triggering stress, news reports, you know, murder shows, all the things that we do that build our stress, you get one email from a boss or, you know, something at work, even just the title, let's say the title said you're fired. And then the rest of the email, you open it and it says, oh, just kidding. You know, April fools, even just seeing that initial reaction, stress hormones can be elevated for up to four to six hours afterwards, even if that issue is resolved within 30 seconds. Because <laughs> and our, that healthy. Yeah, go ahead. And that healthy response to stress, again, invokes the, those adrenals because our adrenals should help us respond to that title and that email uh, like somebody who does interval training for exercise, meaning that some stress is good uh, and you need some stress like the, the interval part of exercise, ramping your body up. But the important part of interval training for exercise is not just the ramping up, but how quickly do you get back to normal? And having healthy adrenals, uh, yes, we might get a release of stress from that email and from that title that we're perceiving a different way. But if our adrenals are healthy, if we can work on building them, then we'll return to homeostasis more quickly than someone who doesn't manage stress as well and therefore decrease the impact on stress. And again, you know, there are all kinds of ways of doing this. And so I like biochemistry and biology and to look at cell structures and that kind of thing. And so a picture that pops into my head is a picture of the cell and cortisol comes from the adrenals. And again, some stress on the cell, like I said before, stimulates it. You just don't want to be overstimulated. Um, and the cortisol comes into the cell and it will hang out and it will do an okay job. We have other proteins that grab a hold of too much cortisol and keep 
um, to aggressive of an effect from happening. Uh, there's a, there are things called heat shot proteins. That's not important. But interestingly, compounds from places like broccoli will improve our, our amount of things like heat shot proteins. And so, again, when we're eating well, now if there's a, an abundance of cortisol that comes to the cell, this stress hormone, well, if we've been eating well and getting good uh, glucoraphins in, compounds from broccoli, then even that will manage the cellular stress response and keep that, that cortisol from hopping over to the DNA and turning on switches that create this inflammatory response. So again, as, as, as complicated as it seems, comes back to let's eat right, let's take that walk in the morning. Yeah, um, let's figure out what's going on. Yeah, there's lots of different physiological ways that you know we we're going to talk about about you know managing stress at the cellular at the cellular level and certainly you know eating right. Um, we talk about certainly how food choices affect stress, but um, making sure that you try and incorporate some type. You hear them all the time. Everybody talks about breathing exercises and you know, meditation and all of these things, nobody really does them. But for most people, if you do them regularly, you can notice that your responses to stress does start to change. You start to become a little bit more aware of yourself and your surroundings, and you find that you're more likely to reach a balance point faster after being under a stress. And that for me personally, it's a simple meditation tape that I listen to before I go to bed at night. Most of the time, I fall asleep within the first five or 10 minutes. But just the act of doing it and focusing on my breathing, if I do it regularly, it carries over into my day-to-day life and helps me manage my perception of the stress that's occurring around me because it doesn't change much from day to day. But my perception of how stressful my days are does change based on where I've put my head as far as if I've done these exercises or not. Now, um, Absolutely. yeah, from a from a food perspective, and we could definitely spend a minute talking about this, Cheryl. Tell us about how um, blood sugar ups and downs affect stress and, and cortisol. That's one thing people don't understand. I always tell people you can't, I can't, as your doctor, I can't change your, your boss. I can't change your relationship with your spouse. I can't change the problems with your kid. I can't change what's going on in your bank account. I can't change how long your commute is to work. All these things that people tell me stress them out. But what I can mm-hmm. say is, you know, if you just change your diet to the point where you have a blood sugar stable diet that can reduce your stress. So can you tell, talk to the listeners about why eating a glycemic stable diet is so important for managing stress? Absolutely. And it gets back to um, the, the, those adrenals that we mentioned earlier. And so not only do they make adrenaline and cortisol, but they also make hormones that are intimately involved in regulating blood sugar. And in fact, I think that this is some of the limitation we see in our standard of care diabetic treatment. Um, I'll sometimes tease and say, it's not difficult to bring blood sugar down. You know, you just keep giving insulin, keep giving insulin, and blood sugar will come down. The problem there is you can get blood sugar to come down so much, you end up in a diabetic coma. We know how to get blood sugar down. Mm -hmm. The trickier part is getting it down within a range that's not too low and staying stable, not like a yo-yo up and down, back and forth. So those adrenals play a role in pulling blood sugar back up into normal range 
after we eat something that, that is sugary and higher glycemic and more carbohydrates and you get this rush of insulin, well, that insulin um, pulls all the sugar out of the blood and into the cell. And now the adrenals have to kick in to pull blood sugar back up so that we're in a normal range. So if you're eating a diet high in carbohydrates, high in sugar, this is a stress to the adrenals. And now instead of being able to deal with the commute, the boss, the loss of a loved one, what your adrenals are busy working on is regulating blood sugar. And so if we can free up room by having a healthier diet, we don't tax them as much. And so I have a laboratory called Dunwoody Labs, and we do some kind of unique testing. But before you even get into that, very basic test that your primary care physician is doing once a year on you can even give you an, an eye into the impact stress is having on your body. And so some things that we think of as just standard cardiovascular markers, like something called homocysteine, is even influenced by stress. But before we even get to that, glucose, like you mentioned. And so a couple trends that you can see in your fasting glucose. Uh, the first is if you go in fasting for, for, for a test and your physician measures glucose, the idea is to see if it's in normal range. And typically, we would like to see you out of a fasting range about, about 80. And so we all understand if blood sugar is too high, uh, that there's an impact and that puts us on the pre-diabetic and even the diabetic pathway. That too can have a stress component, but first let's look at the other side, low. So if I have a patient who's fasting and they do a glucose, and let's say they come back at around a 70, that would still be in the normal range. The bottom of the range is usually 65, so they're not considered low yet or what's called hypoglycemic. But we ask the question, why are they getting low normal? Why aren't they more maintained? And then when you follow up on that, when you ask, well, do you get irritable if you don't eat? Do you get more dizzy? Do you get shaky? Uh, you'll often find that that's the case. And again, the reason for this is not handling stress as well. Those adrenals are not functioning like they should. Again, adrenals making hormones to pull blood sugar back up into normal range. So when you start to see a dip like that, even within normal range, you can capture part of the impact that stress is having on the body. The flip side of that is back to our idea of cells want to stay alive under all costs, especially under stress. So what about when we see a glucose trending upward? Well, typically the answer for this is simple. It's diet. It's something people are eating. They're not, being, they're not paying attention to the sugar that's coming in, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm sure you've had, as I've had, uh, that occasional patient who is eating really well, uh, good lean sources of protein, not eating a lot of sugar, balanced diet, you take the diet history, and it's clean. And yet you've known them maybe, let's say, three to five years, and the first year you saw them a glucose of about 80, which is good, and then it was 88, and then it was 92, and now 95. And so starting to creep up in a range that we're concerned about, they're not diabetic yet, but what we call pre-diabetes. Well, it's Again, conceit. Most of the time it's diet, but when it's not, when we are under the impact of stress, our liver can go into what's called gluconeogenesis. Genesis, the creation, neo-new, glucose, sugar, new sugar. So even the liver can make this sugar and blood sugar can go up simply from stress, not strictly from diet. No, it's a, it's a great point that people do need to consider and you do see those trends happening. And when you see those trends, you've got to ask questions about stress. And then you've got to buckle down and you've got to really un help people understand and provide 
reasonable tools, nutrients, herbs, diet are certainly part of it, and helping people understand the lifestyle things that they need to put into place, which are, of course, the hardest. It's not so hard for people to take mm -hmm. a pill where that includes a nutrient or a vitamin or an herb or to make some changes to their diet, which is a little harder, but implementing the, the regular routine of lifestyle behaviors that modulate stress are the hardest things for people to do, but they often are the most impactful and they help the other therapies to, to work really well. So when we come back from the break, Dr. Burdett, let's get into some of the sort of nitty gritty about the physiological side. People are under stress. They know they are. They're going to start working on doing some of the lifestyle factors, but what are some of the key nutrients, key herbs? What can we do to support the physiology of stress based on the science and information that we know today? So let's pick up that conversation when we come back. This is Dr. Kevin Passero with the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM 1500. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be back right after these breaks. Solgar number no. 7 can help you feel the difference. Solgar number no. 7 actually shows improvement in joint comfort within 7 days. Now you can start to get back on track fast and pursue the activities you love. Solgar number no. 7 is a breakthrough in joint care with no glucosamine and no chondroitin. The advanced bioactives in Solgar number no. 7 help to increase flexibility, mobility, and range of motion within 7 days. One capsule once a day is all you need. When stiff joints occasionally say no, Solgar number no. 7 says yes. Solgar number no. 7 available at Village Green Apothecary. New from Garden of Life, Kind Organics Whole Food Multivitamins. They are the only USDA certified organic, non-GMO verified whole food multivitamins available. They're gluten-free, certified vegan, and feature a patent-pending clean tablet technology. Kind Organics is super clean, untreated, unadulterated, and real whole food. Kind Organics Multivitamins from Garden of Life. Be kind to your body and the earth. Kind Organics, now available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. Do you have unique needs that a mass market pharmacy can't handle? Village Green Apothecary can help. Maybe your doctor prescribed a special compounded formula for you, or you have concerns about allergies or dietary supplements. We invite you to talk with one of our compounding specialists today. Our team includes pharmacists, nutritionists, clinical herbalists, and naturopaths offering customized products and personalized healthy living plans to ensure your well-being. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane. Call us at 301-530-0800 or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. Staying mentally sharp means nourishing the mind as well as the body. That's why there's new Cognisure from Metagenics. Research shows that the active natural ingredient in Cognisure supports multiple mechanisms necessary for maintaining healthy cognition and a healthy brain as it ages. Cognisure is also easy to take in delicious, chewable chocolate tablets. Have a clear and bright future by maintaining mental capacity with healthy habits and Cognisure. Remember Cognisure for healthy brain aging support. Available through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apothecary. Have you ever wondered why the cold and flu season occurs in the fall and winter months? One theory is because of a decrease in sun exposure, our bodies don't make enough vitamin D, which is essential to proper immune function. That's why medical experts recommend supplementing with vitamin D. Thorne Research's vitamin D products are made from pure vitamin D with no preservatives or unnecessary ingredients added. Support your immune system with Thorne's vitamin D1000 and D5000. These and other immune-supporting formulas are always available at Village Green. 
Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM 1500, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. I am your host for today, Dr. Kevin Passero. Thank you all for tuning in. Love doing the show. Love having special guests like today. We've got Dr. Cheryl Burdett. We've been talking about stress. We've been talking a lot about theory. We've been talking a lot about physiology. We've been talking a lot about lifestyle, a lot about nutrition, a lot about diet. But, you know, now I think we're going to focus the show on actionable steps, nutrients. What do we know from the science? What do we know from the research? How do we support the physiology and biochemistry in our body associated with stress to minimize these negative impacts on stress on our cellular function? Things like we've talked about, like increased production of a compound called VEGF, which is associated with a process called angiogenesis or the formation of new blood vessels, which can be a contributing factor possibly, or it's a part of the process of cancer and tumor growth and obesity and fat tissue growth and other aspects of inflammation related to stress and immune suppression. So Cheryl, let's get down to to nitty gritty. Mm -hmm. Being a complete Mm -hmm. and total, and I say this with the utmost respect and regard, naturopathic biochemistry nerd, because I'm the same thing myself, (laughs) and loving the research and totally loving this sort of renaissance of, you know, our grandmas told us that it was healthy to eat broccoli, but now in this sort of what we're having in this renaissance of natural medicine is now we're actually understanding the science of why eating broccoli was really good for you. And, um, you know, you and I are clinicians and researchers that are really at the forefront of of looking at that research and understanding it and, and applying it clinically to people to improve their health. So what do we know about nutrients and herbs and how do we support the stress systems in the body to minimize the negative impacts when we're under stress. Yeah, and I really love that idea that the, the science is, is catches up to what we're doing. And, and one example of that, the, a story that I, I very much appreciate is um, there was a lead researcher at Johns Hopkins, and he was busy looking at data on cancer. And he was looking at, uh, he was a molecular biologist, but, all, uh, but also oncologist, and looking at, um, a, he discovered this pathway. And I'm not going to get too in-depth in the pathway, but it's something called NRF2 transcription factors. And so it was involved in cancer and turning it on uh, decreased cancer. And so, and, and, and when you turn this pathway on, what it did was it turned on 200 different antioxidant defense systems in our body, enzymes that act as antioxidants rather than having to eat them. And when he found this super specialized pathway that no one had discovered before, his next move was, well, I've got to quit looking at chemotherapy as the answer because it's not epigenetic enough. And he actually took a total turn in what he was doing and began looking at compounds from broccoli instead because of its epigenetic, multiple genetic. And he said, there's no way we're going to get to the bottom of cancer given this pathway unless we start to look at things in a, in, a, in a broader sense. And so that's not to say we are uh, rejecting our, our therapies, but just adding to them, doing things to decrease side effects and increase efficacy. And sometimes those are things that come to us through broccoli. Mm-hmm. So along those lines, broccoli also plays a role or compounds from broccoli, glucoraphins, sulforaphanes are called, I mentioned earlier, do play a role in stress response. Um, you asked me to talk about the adrenals. It's a little bit of a sidestep, but the adrenals are busy making cortisol. But when that comes in abundance and when there's too much of it, uh, we, it, it, it then begins to bombard the DNA to turn on inflammatory response. 
However, the thing that, that will keep the cortisol in balance and keep it from overstimulating is something that sits in the cell called a heat shock protein. And these broccoli compounds increase these heat shock proteins so that our DNA is less impacted by stress. So that's one way. Um, another botanical that I really like back on the adrenal front in terms of balancing a stress response is something called ashwagandha, and I use it in a formulation called cortisol from Zymogen. And the reason I like ashwagandha is because of exactly one of the things that you said earlier, that we are, we are as a society, we are so much on, on go, so many stimulants, all these things that we've got to get done, layers and layers of stress. And ashwagandha supports our adrenals without being a stimulant. Uh, it, it, it gives us a nice grounded energy. It helps us maybe work fatigued from stress, so, but yet still feeling anxious. So it doesn't push that gas pedal in a way that makes us feel more anxious. And I, I love these botanicals that have been in use for thousands of years, like ashwagandha and Ayurvedic, uh, from Ayurvedic medicine, so literally thousands of years of use, um, full of antioxidants, helps our immune system, like you mentioned earlier, um, the, those college students getting more colds and flus when uh, they have final exams. Well, another part of ashwagandha's research is that it improves immune function. It improves something called natural killer cells that help to weed out cancer cells, but it will also increase production of other immune components, things called immunoglobulins. So um, a really nice botanical gives us a good grounded feeling, gives us more energy, less anxious, better response to stress, and also helping our immune system function. Yeah, ashwagandha is an interesting one, and it's it's one that, you know, the botanical name Withania somnifera, the somnifera is derived from a word somnolence, which is, which is relating to sleep because it's been used as a wonderful sort of sleep remedy because of its ability to modulate cortisol levels. But sometimes, you know, ashwagandha, you can give it to somebody in the morning when they wake up to support their energy levels. And what some of the research we know about botanically is it's a it's a cortisol balancer. So some people who have been under chronic stress for a long time, when you look at adrenal function and adrenal output, you may see deficiencies in how the adrenal system is working. And other people may have an overexpression of it. And what ashwagandha seems to do, and people have a real hard time getting their head around it is it balances it. So if cortisol levels are too high, it seems to help bring it down. If adrenal function is low and cortisol output is not optimal because you do need cortisol to be able to function right, you need the right amount, not too little, not too much. Ashwagandha can support cortisol production and adrenal health and vitality. And it's like, well, how could one thing do both? Well, it's not. It's because it's not mechanistic in the way that we look at most medications. It's supportive for the optimal functioning of the gland which means that it will help it find its balance. And I love that. You know, when I was in school, I, I, had, I had trouble with that concept. What do you mean it can bring cortisol up or down? Because, again, I'm a pathway. I like biochemistry and pathways. And, you know, the arrow points one way or the other. And maybe at that time, more of a naive pathway person. And now it's no surprise to me that, yes, of course, it can help on either side. Because when you give the tissue the things it needs to behave normally, uh, when you give the tissue the things it needs to be healthy, it does just that. Right. Sometimes we need cortisol, sometimes we need less. Right. And ashwagandha is one of those great herbs you talked about. There's other adrenal herbs, like uh, ginseng is another really popular adrenal herb. Um, there, rhodiola is another really popular one. Ashwagandha, and Dr. Burdett, you may have a similar experience, it, it's it's very non-stimulating. So some people mm -hmm. you know, who are 
under a lot of stress, they may have this sensation of feeling tired but wired, where they have a degree of anxiety and edginess, even though they do feel physically exhausted and depleted. And sometimes using the stronger adrenal herbs like a ginseng or a rhodiola, which tend to have a little bit of more of a stimulatory property, it can actually make them exacerbate that, that wired feeling, whereas ashwagandha is very gentle. And you can give it to almost anyone and have a very gentle, even effect from it. So it's very, very um, safe, very well tolerated, very low predisposition for side effects. It's a wonderful herb to work with. And that's exactly my experience. I use the exact same mnemonic for it when you feel tired but wired. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I love that support that it gives people. Okay, so that's one fantastic herb. Let's talk about um, you know any other of your favorite herbs that you've had experience with for looking at the stress response. We talked about glucoraphin, looking at it from the model of almost antioxidant, improving our body's ability to buffer mm-hmm. the oxidative damage that comes with cortisol and stress from uh, that glucoraphin uh, broccoli extract. We've talked about ashwagandha as an antioxidant as a way of buffering cortisol. We only have a couple, about a minute and a half left in this segment. Uh, any other herbs that you'd like to mention that you you know have a great application for or really like to use when people are under chronic stress? I really like Eleutherococcus, and that is in the ginseng family, Siberian ginseng, but a little less stimulating. So the Panax ginseng's out there, a little more stimulating effect. Um, this one's more in the middle and will also give that same type of grounded energy without pushing somebody too much. Yeah, Eleutherococcus is great. And for people um, that are having a, a stress, overstress, and they're very fatigued, maybe there's an overarching bit of depression, there's really none of the wired or anxiety type um, Mm -hmm. picture. That's where an herb like rhodiola can have wonderful effects. And as being more stimulatory, people who are going to benefit from that stimulation will do better with rhodiola than, let's say, relying on caffeine or other Mm -hmm. stimulants that really leave you depleted, where, you know, the research that has been done on rhodiola, which is often referred to as Russian rose, so most of the research came out of Russia in the 70s and 80s, there's actually a lot of evidence to suggest that, that athletes and soldiers that it was tested on could withstand higher degrees of sleep deprivation and stress while performing at a more optimal level when they were supplemented with rhodiola versus when they were put under sleep deprivation or stress and asked to perform, their performance scores were much lower when they weren't taking it and much higher when they were. So it gave us, gave their body an ability to adapt to stressful environments. So that can be a wonderful herb to consider. Dr. Burdett, when we come back from the break, let's talk nutrients. I'd like to talk specific vitamins, minerals, and some really, really important ones when it comes to not just adrenal function, but supporting the stress response in general. This is Dr. Mm -hmm. Kevin Passero with the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM 1500. We'll be back right after these words. Mega Food Premium Whole Food Supplements are the only supplements crafted from scratch with farm-fresh whole foods to deliver nourishment the way nature intended. Mega Food believes Mother Nature knows best. They select only fresh whole food, harvested at the peak of ripeness, handle it gently and with care to deliver its vital essence to you in every bottle. Mega Food, from farm to tablet. Our name is our promise. For more information, visit us online at megafood.com. 
Bridging the gap between nutraceuticals and pharmaceuticals. That's the concept behind Zymogen's new exclusive and patented line of formulations, which utilize sophisticated delivery technologies to focus on specific molecular targets. The Zymogen EP line features Immunitix 3.6, a potent ingredient that has demonstrated a measurable ability to prime and enhance immune cell function. Applications include immune system support and support for white blood cell recovery following radiation therapy and other bone marrow affecting treatments. Now available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. For over 10 years, Nordic Naturals has been the world leader in crafting omega-3 fish oils that are great for the body and for the planet. They work one-on-one with researchers and select fishermen to harvest only those fish species that are flourishing. With Nordic Naturals, you get all the benefits of omega-3, a strong heart, clear eyes, and flexible joints, plus the reassurance that their products are environmentally friendly. To learn more, visit Village Green Apothecary or visit nordicnaturals.com. Nordic Naturals, committed to the planet, committed to pure and great-tasting omega oils. Did you get enough lutein today to support eye health? Most Americans consume only 2 milligrams per day, yet populations with good eye health often consume 6 to 20 milligrams to protect the macula of the eye against oxidative stress and aging. Vision Optimizer from Gero Formulas supplies lutein, zeaxanthin, and 13 other vitamins, phytonutrients, and herbs that support eye health and function, reduce eye fatigue, and promote eye comfort. For more information, visit Gero.com. Gero Formulas, available at Village Green Apothecary. If you have arthritis, everyday tasks can become a challenge. That's why more and more doctors are recommending Arthrobin, an all-natural medical food for the dietary management of osteoarthritis. It contains a combination of bioflavonoids, which work to reduce inflammation and joint deterioration, along with collagen peptides, which increase joint mobility, function, and repair. Arthrobin is not a drug and is virtually free of negative side effects. Look for Arthrobin by Designs for Health today. Available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. Welcome back, everybody, to the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM1500, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. I'm your host for today, Dr. Kevin Passero. Thank you all for tuning in. We're here every Sunday from 10 to 11 a.m. Next week, my wonderful co-host Dana Lake will be back, so don't forget to set your dials and tune in. Today, we've been talking with Dr. Cheryl Burdett about stress. We've covered a lot of really kind of interesting concepts and really, I think, cool ideas and different ways to think about and look at the stress in your life. And that's really the take-home message is just don't forget to look at the stress in your life and actively seek out tools, whether you're starting with diet, nutrition, starting with a visit to the Village Green or your naturopathic doctor to talk about nutrients and herbs that we're discussing, or you really want to get into the lifestyle component and start looking at meditation or yoga or just taking walks or prayer or whatever it is that you do, just making sure that you're addressing the stress in your life actively. So Dr. Burdett, we don't have a lot of time in this Mm -hmm. last segment, but I don't want to ignore the nutrients. We talked about herbs in the last segment. What are some of the most important nutrients for people to support themselves with to help their bodies deal with the effects of stress? When I I think about the nutrients, I think about kind of two categories. First of all, the ones that are most effective at building the adrenals so they respond to stress better. And then I think about nutrients that we lose more of when we're under more stress that can exacerbate a stress response or anxiety. And so in my category of things that uh, that build the adrenals and that help us respond, B5, B6, 
and vitamin C are three of the key nutrients that adrenals really need to do their job. And when we start to look at the research and data around those nutrients, you find a lot of interesting pieces. Like, for example, B6 lowers stress-induced hypertension. However, if you have high blood pressure for other reasons besides stress, then B6 doesn't work there. But again, when you treat the cause, when you help the adrenals to respond to stress more appropriately, then it becomes an intervention that works. Or like vitamin C, really building that adrenal function. Vitamin C is even released by the adrenal glands to help regulate adrenaline and cortisol locally, but also will help our immune function. And so when we start to trace these mechanisms of action, we get back to their ability to help manage a stress response as part of what's going on. Then when I think about what does stress do to us and how does it deplete us, a nutrient that I love, that I see probably more nonspecific, impressive changes with than almost any other nutrient, I love magnesium. And so we'll lose more magnesium in our urine when we're under more stress. There's a couple others that we can lose too, like potassium. Um, but the getting that magnesium in really helps to relax the system, make us more responsive to stress, and shows up in the research in terms of reducing anxiety, again, reducing blood pressure, reducing headaches. Uh, many things that we find stress to be a component of. Right. So we've got vitamin C, magnesium, B6, B5, panathenic acid is also a great one that you briefly mentioned. And that can be, mm-hmm. um, you know, B6 is great. It, it it can be a little bit stimulatory in some people, whereas B5 mm-hmm. tends to support uh, GABA production in the brain and work with GABA receptors, which is a very calming neurotransmitter naturally produced in our brain. So B5 can be one of those B vitamins that helps keep things a little bit more even for people that, again, are in that clinical picture where they may be very tired and depleted and overstressed, but they're actually feeling kind of wired and, and anxious. It's kind of like people get stuck in that fight or flight mode where, you know, um, they hear a book drop behind them and they, they jump and their heart races for 10 minutes. It's, it's like they're in that constant uh, fight or flight. And B5 can be mm-hmm. a great nutrient looking at that. And I mean, in some of these things, the doses don't have to be that high. So for example, I mean, vitamin C, yes, you can get benefits when you do dose it really high. But I mean, Dr. Burdett, what do you usually recommend for vitamin C intake just generally for adrenal support? Yeah, so you're absolutely right. We can use it in a number of different ways depending upon what we're treating. But, yeah, adrenals don't require a super physiologic amount, even just 500 milligrams a day or maybe 500 milligrams twice a day in somebody who's more adrenally fatigued and then backing it down to 500 when they're more moderate. But a pretty easy dose to get. Uh, and so a simple thing that we can do to help our body's response to stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and looking at um, foods that are rich sources of vitamin C, eating a diet where there's foods that are rich mm-hmm. sources of magnesium are all helpful. Magnesium is a wonderful nutrient to take in the evenings. For a lot of people, it, it, I wouldn't say it's the best um, thing for people that are really struggling with insomnia, but used in conjunction with other nutrients, it can be really supportive for improving restful sleep, which is a huge component of supporting your body's response to stress is getting not just enough rest, but good quality rest and using magnesium in the evening. For some people that don't have a lot of sleep problems, they do find they just sleep better. And for some people that are sensitive, it can be enough to really improve their sleep overall. And that's just a great time to take it. It helps keep the nervous system very toned and and calm. So those are some great recommendations, Dr. Burdett. You know, any last words before we wrap up? Yeah, if you feel like your health is compromised, if you feel like you're having symptoms and you've worked on things and they haven't changed 
shift gears, begin to think about stress, and is it an element that you haven't addressed from homocysteine to insomnia? Stress might be a component, and make sure that you're taking a deep look at that. Yeah, so that's a great, great point. I think that's the driving message of today's show is don't forget to figure out some way to address stress in your life when looking at your overall health, vitality, and well-being. Dr. Burdett, thank you so much for being a guest today. Always love having you on. I can't wait until next time. Thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. All right, everybody, that wraps up today's show. Thank you all for tuning in. This is Dr. Kevin Passero wishing you all the best of health until next time. Take care. Ah, the joy of commuting in Washington. Whether you work on the hill or outside of the Beltway, you know how stressful it is to get around. Stress can take a serious toll on your health, and Village Green Apothecary can help. We offer over 10,000 healthy living products, including top-quality nutritional supplements, herbal remedies, and more. Our nutritionists and pharmacists are here to advise you about creating your very own individualized healthy living plan. Visit Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda, 5415 West Cedar Lane, or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com.